Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. Happy holidays to you. This is holiday week in America. We had Christmas and we're about to have New Year's. So I hope you had a wonderful time. Great memories, sexy times. On my podcast, I talk about sex and sexuality, erotica fiction. And I have guests on who are experts or somehow have an amazing connection or teaching connection or sexy connection to sexuality. Today, my guest is a daddy dom. So he has so many amazing things to say. He has a very sexy voice. He and I have created audiobooks together, multiple audiobooks, and we're making more. So it was so fun to talk to him. We had such a fun time. It was so amazing. So he is someone who just started the Daddy Dom podcast. He is in my hands audio. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. And he is just, he's amazing. You got to check out his podcast. And he's been called a voice like whiskey chocolate. He has an amazing voice. So you will hear when we talk in a few minutes, but it was so much fun. We've been narrating the Lacey Cross series, the Hot Wife series with the character of the itty bitty vixen, Jessica and Lucas, and they are going on all kinds of hot wife adventures. And he's narrating several other books with me. He did Decadent Erotica with me and just the stories, some of the stories in there. And also we are doing Neighborhood Sex Secrets as well. That's going to be a long book. Oh, it's so much fun. Now, don't forget, you can use my code, my promo code RUINWILLOW20 at manscaped.com. My promo code RUINWILLOW20 to get free shipping and 20% off. Use that Christmas money, baby. Get yourself sexy. And also sex toys, RUINWILLOW10 at Kiru Sex Toys. I have sex toys for men and for women. So don't forget to check those out. I have new books out on release. So check for those down in the podcast show notes. One is Servicing the Pool Man, My Filthy Hot Wife Adventures. Yes, I'm venturing into the hot wife arena as well. It's lots of fun. Okay, are you ready for this? We have such a great chat. You're going to love it. He talks all about what he does and what he has done, his experience as a daddy dom. This isn't just a a persona for him. He's done it. He's real. It's real. So check it out. He's got amazing audios. You've just gotta check him out. He's so, so, so sexy. Okay, are you ready? Let's fucking go. Hello, everyone. This is Ruin Willow of the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. And I'm super excited to talk to my guest today. On my podcast, I talk about sex and sexuality, erotica fiction, and I have guests on that talk about sex or sexuality in some way, shape, or form. Today, I have in my hands audio, who I have narrated books with, and we have a lot of more books coming. So I'm so excited. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you so much. I am super excited to have Bia here as we have always interacted through, you know, email and (laughs) our voice clips, but never have had a conversation in person. So this is super exciting. It is. It's so much fun. I was thinking that too. It's like we've always conversed through email or you know on on twitter or something like it's just it's really cool to be able to talk with you it's like super fun yay (laughs) so tell us what you do and where people can find you first of all wow well uh i started doing erotic audio type work 
back in 2017. So we're coming up to almost year seven of doing mm-hmm. Wow. And I did it, started it with just kind of on a lark. I was finishing my, I had finished my music career um, and I was just looking for a creative outlet, outlet. So I started doing some, you know, suitable for work voice stuff, but it was really, it wasn't really creative. It wasn't really, you know, getting where I was at. I was just getting out of a, uh, a relationship and trying to explore my own sexuality as well. Mm-hmm. And I was on Twitter one day and came across this kind of like ASMR kind of erotic, you know, type of person. And I went down that rabbit hole and Mm. out of the blue, I just decided, you know, I'll send, you know, send this person, you know, a clip of my voice and say, Hey, if you ever want to do something together, blah, 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 blah. Never heard from her for about Mm. two weeks. And then about Two weeks later, I heard from her. She said, listen, I sent this audio to you from, uh, from, from you to um, about three or four of my friends. And they all said, your voice is dangerous. You <laughs> so I tried and I was listening to, I guess it was Literotica mm. time where I was posting some things, some of my written work. And so I posted some stuff on there. I was listening to all the audios that were like 10 minutes, 15 minutes plus. I couldn't even get my audios past three and a half minutes. I was like, how did you do it? Where do they come up with this content? How do they get, how do they go so long? <laughs> right. And, and again, like, you know, over time you get, you get better at it. You get, yeah. uh, you know, your imagination flows and you're getting, you know, broader sexuality of yourself and, and of others. And it just, it just evolves over time. And that's where I got my start. And, you know, now in my hands, I have a, Patreon account at patreon.com backslash in my hands. I've started a new project, which is a podcast, kind of like what we're doing here called the Daddy Dom podcast. And I'm super excited about that. I just launched that in November and you can find that on Spotify and uh, Apple podcasts. So I'm super excited to see where that project and that little side thing goes. And I'm always looking for new and things, exciting things to do, such as uh, narrating for some of your books. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say about all of that. First of all, I definitely, your voice is dangerous. <laughs> People, <laughs> love, you know, especially women love your voice. And, you know, it's true. Once you start, you're doing little snippets. But what's so funny to me about that is I started on Twitter too. And I started just posting just posts that were just like text about, different, you know, just erotic things. And I started doing some images. And then one day it was around Christmas time. I said, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It was a simple total post. And everyone was like, I love your voice. And I was like, what? Like I was confused. I was surprised. And so it started to evolve from there. I started to read those texts instead of just typing them. And it just completely exploded. And I think it's so cool that you started this podcast because it's so much fun. It's such a fun kink. I think it's extraordinarily sexy and intense. So tell us what made you choose this particular daddy dom arena? Well, you know, as I say, you know, um, becoming kind of a daddy dom, I was never that, you know, I I was Mm. always, you know, in service to other people, you know, being an entertainer. And uh, being in the spotlight and the backstage of of entertainment and whatnot, I was always kind of servicing other people, servicing the crowd, servicing, you know, mm. other entertainers and stuff like that. I never really, you know, I had confidence in, in being a performer, but in my personal life, I didn't have much confidence. 
And, you know, I was in a relationship that actually just opened up my eyes to a whole other world of things. Mm. I wanted to, with the podcast, I wanted to kind of share my journey, not with just the in my hands audio, but all the mistakes I've made, you know, becoming, you know, the person I am today, all the positive things, all the things I can relate to, all the things that, you know, that we enjoy in a DS, you know, DDLG relationship and my Mm -hmm. perspective as a daddy dom. Here's one of the things that I, that made me a better uh, daddy dom in my life. And that was listening and the experiences of subs. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. know myself, but know, know your, know your partner. So listening to the experiences of other littles, other subs in this community really made me understand what it was I was supposed to be and what I wanted to be for my partners in my, in my, in my life and in my audios. And so, you know, what better way to express that than to combine, you know, my little tidbits of, you know, Hey, here's who I am, like it or not. And what I do is I attach a related audio that I've done in the past that relates to the subject at hand. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a format that I think people will like it. There no none of the uh, podcasts or episodes are over thirty minutes, mm. usually between you know forty five and twenty minutes. So I want to keep them in bite sized you know uh, you know portions. Nothing like a you know a Joe Rogan podcast. It's like three hours long. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to keep them bite sized that you can do when you're brushing your teeth. You know, you know, driving to work or something like that. That you can carry that thought throughout the day and kind of digest it and kind of you know, make it your own sort of thing and then have questions there afterwards. And it was just my way of expressing myself and my journey. I think that's amazing. And I think it's just wonderful that, you know, you're you're expressing yourself and you're including things you've learned along the way in your journey, because I think this is something that some people really don't necessarily understand. Like if they aren't a part of this particular kink or this particular world, they have certain views of it. And some may be some may be negative, some may be positive. What do you feel is the mo- biggest challenge in, in dealing with that? Or do you mostly run into people who already know what the kink is and are interested in it? Both, actually. You know, I think a lot of people have a problem with the term daddy yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people in you know outside of i'll say in the vanilla world you mm-hmm. can't relate to using that in a relationship or a sexual term it just mm-hmm. means something completely different they have no idea because they've never been exposed to that or it's just not something of interest to them and you know right. what okay you know that's mm-hmm. totally fine you right. know as long as you're you know as long as you don't you know Try to put in your input without any education. Educate yourself on it and then yeah. have what? No problem. I'll have a great discussion with you. But if you haven't educated yourself on it, then just say, mm, not my thing and you can go away and I can go my way and we can be happy that way. But chiming in without any education or, you know, getting the information for yourself, yeah, kind of, how do you, how do you, how do you have a conversation that way? You can't. So I get both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and the ones who are into that kink or into that type of lifestyle or relationship who can relate. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, with the DS relationships and in scenarios and interactions that we have, again, there are 
that in itself is so diverse yes. and it's so individualistic. It's just like everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my position on, you know, how I am and how I interact may not be the same as your ideals or, you know, Joe's ideals or whoever's ideals. You know, you might have a different perception of what a daddy dom is outside of what I am. And that's okay too. You know, I just wanted to give my perceptions and my, you know, observations of myself and the things that I've learned over time. Yeah. And I think this is why people need to shed their judgments because again, there are, there's such diversity in there just because one is one way doesn't mean they're all that way, you know, but a lot of people do have judgments with that. And I've run into that with writing some books too, because I have written books and stories in this particular genre. And I've added things in the bottom, like, you know, this is referring to leader in the bedroom. Like I have to explain it because some people will review the work and attack it, like you said, being uneducated on what it actually is or means judgments. And so it really is difficult presenting such content to the world because there are people that are just, they're uneducated. Well, I think part of that, the the other side of, of, of doing a podcast like the Daddy Dom podcast is to bring people in step by step into the education mm. process and see someone else's perspective on this and listen to what they have to say on it. It's a step. It's a step in yeah. the right direction. You know, if yep. you throw yep. someone, you know, all the stuff at them and it's extreme and whatnot. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I would be turned off too and run away as well. Right. So I th- you know, doing, you know, a podcast of getting into the, you know, the, the things that, you know, matter, like, you know, trust and, and mm-hmm. care and all those things. And those steps are important to say, you know, this isn't what it may seem in, you know, in porn or in social media or something like that, or with all the fake doms and fake subs that are out there who are just looking for maybe attention or something like that. This is actually real stuff. And mm-hmm. to have a, you know, a a venue and a forum, which, you know, I can hopefully, you know, bring people in step by step with baby steps and show them, hey, you know, a dom isn't this, you know, nasty, aggressive, you know, beating person who actually cares and loves and, and wants to be, you know, that, that pinnacle of support. Oh, absolutely. And even, yeah, just even, you know, there's such diversity in kink, but there's huge diversity in daddy doms too. I mean, there's some that are more into BDSM and might be more harsh and disciplinary. Then you go all the way down to one, you know, some that are more into pleasure and caretaking. I mean, it's just this giant gradient, but people, yeah, people who aren't educated don't understand that either. Yeah. And you can have, you know, like anybody, you know, you can wear different hats at different times. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You- yeah. Oh, yeah. Be that, you know, pleasure dom on Tuesday through Wednesday. <laughs> and then, you know, on the weekend, you know, you might just want to take out some, you know, frustration and aggression and have some really rough sex. So right. I'm, I think you can incorporate all those things. And that's why you, oh, you, know, yeah. you can't be just one thing, you know, you can't, you know, people like to put things into categories, mm-hmm. you know, our functionality as, as humans works better that way, even though. It's all a gray area. We like to make things black and white for ourselves until we get more educated and find out what it is that attracts you to a certain thing. And that's what it's all about. It's finding your individuality within a certain realm. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that's so true. I mean, just like our sexuality, it's not it's not narrow, it's wide. And it can visit different places and different scenarios. And even if we visit at one time, doesn't mean we have to do it again. Or maybe we just want to keep it in one area of our lives. It's so much more diverse and fluid than a lot of people seem to realize. Yeah, and my hat's off to those who have the courage to explore that for themselves. You know, because mm-hmm. it's really a, an internal journey that you are expressing externally. And to have that, you know, courage to come out of your shell and show that inside of you externally, it takes a lot of power. It does. Use the word earlier, trust. I think probably, I don't know, what do you think? Is that the top most thing that is needed in a daddy-dom relationship? Absolutely. And, and you have to remember, you know, a dom does not choose their sub. A sub yeah. chooses their dom. And it is based True. on that trust. It is the yeah. pinnacle. If your sub does not trust the dom that they're with, then they will not submit to that person. Period. That's and true. That complete level of trust in order to submit to their dom. And so even though the dynamic, you know, on its surface looks like the dom has all the power and has all control, it is actually quite the opposite where it Uh is the dub who is giving of themselves to the dom. The dom does not take, the dom just receives. And so many people don't understand that. They see the dom, people in the vanilla world especially, they just see the dom as someone who's domineering, maybe even abusive, like they're deciding everything, they're a dictator, and it's completely the opposite. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it, it all depends on the the dynamic you have between your dom and sub. But remember that, you know, the sub is giving access, you know, yes. give- permission for this interaction to take place without that dom has no power and the dom is not their dom you know there's always that saying you know i'm a sub i'm just not your sub and doms you have to understand that and i hope you know i hope doms listen to my podcast and get a better understanding of what it takes to be you know truly a dom whether it be a daddy dom or other type of dom is that it's it's not you know all about you know the whips and chains and control and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. actually providing a safe place where your sub can feel safe and trustworthy with you and therefore have the interactions that follow after that. I'm really glad you said that because when I think of when I thought of your podcast, I thought of just subs wanting to listen to you. I hadn't thought about other daddy doms listening to you to learn and be exposed to what you know and what you've been through. Like that's, that's really, I mean, that makes it a full round thing, but honestly, I had thought of it just as the subs wanting to listen to what you say and be, you know, every, you know, glued to everything you say, but yeah, that is, that is so true. Gosh, no, I, I just recently got uh, a, a series of direct messages from a listener Mm. And who is in a relationship who is now trying to, you know, expand their relationship into a DS type of relationship as well. Mm-hmm. And they both listened to my podcast. Nice. You know, and what, you know, every time I think, you know, am I doing anything that makes it makes a difference, <laughs> you know, and I get some, some, some reply like this. And a comment saying, you know, I just had my partner listen to your podcast or one of your audios 
and we had the best sex afterwards. I'm like, oh, nice. That's amazing. I'm so glad if I can touch this one or two people that way. I I don't care about anything else. And I think that's what it's about. You know, it's again, Mm -hmm. communication between two people before anything starts, before anything happens, you have to talk about it. You have to be on the same page. You know, the hard yes is the hard no's, the soft yes is the hard yes, the hard no's. You would like to explore what your both your interests are. And I think, you know, part of being a dom is, is pleasing your sub is more, the more you can please your sub, the more the mm. sub please you, right? Oh yeah. 100%. Again, exploring together all these things as a couple and individually, I think makes you a stronger person in the end. And isn't it wonderful, like you said, to be that catalyst for those two to have the great sex. Like that is just, that's like gold. Like that's just. Blows my mind. It makes me so happy. You like my my heart just has an orgasm every time that happens. That's so good. (laughs) I love that. That's so true. That is so true. It's so amazing. One thing I wanted to ask you as I was listening to what you were saying, I was thinking about those people that maybe didn't talk about stuff and someone tried something that was a no. Do you think people can come back from that and how? Yeah. You know, I think it all just all, you know, comes down to inexperience. And remember, I was there too. I was very inexperienced. I had no idea what a DS relationship was. I had no idea what a daddy dom was. I was there too. And I made a plethora of mistakes Mm. as I was innocent to this, this lifestyle is innocent to this type of kink. And yeah, I mean, but you're going to make mistakes and you can't beat yourself up about them. You have to say, well, I, Jesus, wow, I didn't know that. That was disastrous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it can be better afterwards. But I think if you come at it from an angle of you, you simply care about the people, the the person that you're in or persons that you're interacting with or having a scenario with, or even a relationship within the, you know, the DS dynamic if you come at it with a level of care, then obviously, you know, you're going to get positive reaction, even in a negative scenario, you know, it was like an oopsie. It's right. sort of, you know, didn't, you know, I didn't know, I, I didn't know how to react or do that or whatnot. I think you're going to have a, you know, a positive reaction regardless. If you come at it as like, I know best and I know what I'm doing, even though if I'm fucking up horribly, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be out on the porch pretty soon, buddy. You know, it's it's not oh, gonna yeah. So I think you have to come at it from a level of of hey, I'm gaining experience. I might not know everything, but I want to. There's a big difference between acknowledging that and just shrinking back in denial and either denying you did it or pretending you didn't. You know, like that's the showing that you care. There's no it's not in that scenario. Well, I think there's a level of of uh, personal embarrassment. And so imagine, you know, yeah, sure. I or a girl coming in as a dom and, you know, but they're new, but they've seen things and read things and they think they know how they should act and whatnot mm-hmm. and something mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite work out. Well, man, I would be, I have experienced that embarrassment, you know, and so you mm. add up with, you know, a greater, you know, ego and. 
you really have to keep the, the ego at the door. You know, you yeah. really, you have to really kind of be small within yourself and say, I'm new at this. I want to try these things. And I think if you, if you, if you put it in the envelope of this is something for us to experience, yeah, me to experience, I think you'll have a better interaction, you know, because you are in conversation, you are in communication, you know, before, during, and after what was, what did hit the mark, what didn't hit the mark and, and grow from there. If you come at it from just an experience of like, you know, I think I know, and this is, I'm doing this for my pleasure. Right. Missing the mark right off the bat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And I think it's pretty hard to come back from that because that other person is always going to be wondering, are they, you know, are they doing this for themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have my best interests at heart? No, obviously not. You know, they're doing it for their own, you know, whatever sadomasochism or whatever the case may be or power trip or whatever the case may be. And, and that's just not the dynamic, the true dynamic of, of a DS relationship. And yeah, I, I'll be honest. I have, I have failed miserably at that and, you know, lost a, I won't say a relationship, but, but an interaction, a scenario, I lost out pretty big on that because I Mm -hmm. missed I didn't misstep in a bad way. I just didn't hit the mark. And mm-hmm. I think it was just based on my inexperience of um, of what I knew at the time. But, you know, you roll with the punches, you grow, you take that experience with you and you say, hmm, what did I, you have to say self-reflection, right? What did yeah. I do? What was, what was, what did I do wrong in this situation that I can improve on and make myself better? And, you know, again, going back to the Daddy Dom podcast, that's what it's all about. It's about mm-hmm. how can I be the best Daddy Dom for you? I'm still learning after, you know, 10 years, I am still learning what that is. And so you the- started, oh no, go ahead. I've had the opportunity to talk to other, you know, doms and daddy doms who are much more experienced than I am, you know, and it's been that in itself. I think, you know, doms themselves feel, I I think that we feel a little bit isolated and a little bit more, you know, it's something that we don't talk amongst ourselves, Mm -hmm. but I think more of us should and with the interactions and the, the conversations I've had with other doms and daddy doms like myself has been such a world of information and uh, gratification and ratification that I am doing the right thing, that I am on the right track for myself, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's valuable to say, too, like you started this journey long before you started doing any audio, right? Like this was something you were already, a journey you were already on. That's correct. Yeah. I think that's, I just think that's valuable for people to know because, you know, some people just, you know, experience matters. Not that you can't not have experience, but it does have, like you said, you've learned, you've experienced, you've been around more things because you've been doing it longer, even longer than you've been doing the audio for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I jumped into this without knowing anything, I'd be pretty bad at it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have any point of reference. So I think you have to gain some experience and point of reference before you actually start, you know, you're barking out nonsense out of your mouth. 
So, right. you know, you ha- again, it goes back to the education, educate yourself, you know, get experience for yourself. And then maybe you can have, you know, some input on the on, on this topic. So when we're talking about daddy, Dom, little girl, is that something that you that you delve into? Because I know there's different again, there's different levels of daddy, Dom. Some do the little girl thing. Some don't. Some say littles. Some say just good girl. Where are you on that gradient? I think I'm on the middle ground of that gradient. Not completely swayed one way or the other, but I'm definitely on the middle ground of that. I find myself more of, uh, I guess, uh, I guess the best scenario I would consider myself, which is funny because I just recorded a podcast <laughs> for the Daddy Dom podcast right on this 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 subject. Is wow. I really being the teacher student, sir. Uh, mm. Yeah, the instructor. That's what I relate to most, you know, mm. is is being, you know, that one who guides, who okay. teaches, who nurtures. And I think that's what I relate to most. Now, that doesn't mean I have other facets of me that I like to explore because I do like to explore them all. Um, but I think on a day-to-day basis, I think that's who I am. I'm very, you know, I'm very easygoing, you know, I'm, I'm very jovial, sometimes even, you know, I'd say juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I would relate to most as a, as a daddy dom. So interesting. And when you, I think part of what people don't like to, yeah, like you mentioned the whole people not liking the daddy, they may not like the little girl and people on the outside may see that as like some sort of incest which it's not at all. But I think some people on the outside that don't really understand it might see it that way. Absolutely. And 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 again, it just comes from a, and I don't like to say the word ignorance, but it is. I mean, it's, it's a harsh, yeah. is, I, you're, just, you're, just, you're just not, you know, educated on this subject, mm-hmm. you know, you know, being, you know, and there's, so many facets of being a little on the sub side, you know, there's, there's all everything from, you know, age regression to just feeling like you just need to be, you know, have a position. So it is a power dynamic, a DS relationship. Mm-hmm. With the power yeah. di- yep. What style of power dynamic do you like, you know, and that makes you feel comfortable. And in the, uh, you know, the DDLG, you know, realm, I would say coddling, cuddling, cared for you know princess put on this pedestal praise kink is a big one in that yeah as well and i think all those things kind of you know gel in that area and yeah it has absolutely nothing to do with you know you know family sex or anything like that <laughs> it's actually the complete opposite is it has to right. do with, again more of the you know the teacher student you know that type of relationship where you have you know someone who is uh you know, possibly or older, more experienced, I would say, who is, you know, teaching, guiding, learning, you know, and, and setting on, on that. And as well as, you know, promoting and praising as well. Those, all those things kind of encompass into the DDLG as general, I would say generally into the DDLG kind of kink. Yeah, absolutely. You can see all those things. And praise kink is a huge one. And I think I saw recently where I was scrolling through your stuff, how daddy doms have a, can have a praise kink too, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're human. We need to know when we're doing good. (laughs) I want to know if I've done something good. I also want to know when I'm, you know, like I said, you know, my inexperience has had some disastrous results, but I also want to know when I'm doing a good thing. And and again, communication is key to that, you know, and hey, I liked when you, you know, I liked when you fucked me this morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, noted. We're having morning sex every day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, I, I liked when you uh, paraded me through the restaurant to our tr- to our to our to our tables. Mm-hmm. Subs also have to, you know, give that positive reinforcement to their dom because them they're going to get more of that. You know, if you want more praise, if you want more of something, then tell the person that you are getting it from that you want more of it. So show right. you have to show that. And and I love that. That's the type of feedback I want to get. So I become a better daddy dog. Right. Like you really can't have that kind of relationship with someone who isn't going to talk to you about what they like or what they like in sex. It just it can't it just doesn't work at all. No, and I but I think you have a lot of people who are reserved on the subject. They haven't opened up yes. to them. So it's difficult for them to open up to someone else. It is, but that's the trust. You need that trust there. Absolutely. The exploration comes from within first before you can, you know, have it, you know, go externally. So it is, and a lot of, you know, a lot of people come through, you know, a background of trauma and whatnot. And again, it's baby steps. Give yourself the breath of time. Don't rush it, you know, give yourself the breath of time. For me, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm 55 years old. I didn't come into this realm until I was in my mid forties. There's time. Don't you know, give yourself the space, give yourself the place, you know, give yourself the time to experience it on your own terms. I, yeah, I love that you said that. And I think a lot of people don't feel comfortable exploring their sexuality, at least in our country and in the U S until they are middle-aged and some of them still aren't even then, but it's more common to see it in middle age than it is in younger people. Absolutely. You know, I think we're going to see a, a big change in that in the in the coming decades. You know, we have this new generation who's been brought up on the Internet. Right. Have been brought up with broad scope of very accessible sex. True. Through the Internet. And, you know. Good and bad, but I think that generation is going to figure out how to manage all of that. And so, you know, I always notice that, you know, in those younger crowds, bringing up sex, bringing up different kinks, bringing up different genres, pretty commonplace. Yeah. It's not taboo anymore. You know, it's right. it's pretty open. And I think that's one of the positive sides of of all this internet and exploration and and accessible sex and whatnot is People are talking about it. You know, people are open to that subject and they're not afraid. Like, you know, like where I came from, where it was very taboo. Right. So I think that is one of the most positive things about having, you know, the internet and having sex very accessible is that people are more likely to talk about it and, uh, and have conversations about it rather than, you know, hide in their room and, you know, and, and pretend. Yeah, I mean, just think about all the different, you know, sexual orientation labels we have now that is commonplace for younger people. Older people are still struggling. Some older people are still struggling with accepting all of that. Like I've run into people who say, 
Why do I have to say she, her? I'm a woman. Why do I have to say she, her? And right there, <laughs> already you can see the difference in someone who is reluctant to even say, why do I have to say she, her? You know, I tried to negate all of that by saying beautiful people. Yeah, you know, I always, mm-hmm. I always want to say hello, beautiful people. Well, right. you, you can't <laughs> deny any of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Meet someone, I ask them their name and I address them by their name continuously through all that conversation. So that mm-hmm. negates all the pronouns completely because right. I, I am, I'm giving you the highest form of respect by calling you your name. Yeah. You know that, and it's about humans being interactively with humans. You are human. I am human. That's how we are. And let's interact in a humanic way. It's, you know, so I will address you by your name. You'll address me by my name and we'll have a great time. And we're beautiful people. You know, I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what you, you know, identify as. You're a beautiful person, just like everyone else on earth. And I will accept you as that. And however you relate to yourself internally or externally, that's fine. That That is wonderful. I'm so glad that you are empowering yourself with that. For me... It's one-on-one interaction with the human being I have in front of me. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. That is a great way to look at it. And identifying that person as just that person. They don't have to explain themselves with any pronouns. They are just their name. That's who they are. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fantastic way to go about that. Individual, right? A pronoun is a group of people. Right. Right. A name is an individual. 
So talk to the person like you're talking to them. Yes. Person. Don't talk to them as a group. Don't talk That's to them so as, true. as a category. Talk right. to them as your person. So hi, you know. Hi, Ahmad. How are you? Fantastic. Good to see you today. You know, don't say, you know, don't categorize yourself in a group. Don't categorize yourself as a as a designation. You know, talk to the person individually, one-on-one. That makes sense. I think that's a fantastic way to think about it. So when you were first, you know, exposed to the whole daddy dom thing, what was it that was like that piqued your interest? What was that first thing was like, oh, I think I might be interested in this? Do you remember that moment or that experience? Wow, that is a phenomenal question. I think it would be hard to explain because has been such an evolution. Mm-hmm. But I did have a propensity for the experienced Dom and inexperienced sub. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was for me because, you know, I had, you know, had so many experiences throughout my life that I did have a lot of, you know, wisdom and knowledge. And holding someone by the hand and watching them grow and seeing them learn was such a high for me. Totally non-sexual. Mm-hmm. You know, just that experience of teaching someone and watching them grow and learn and make their own mistakes and everything like that was such a huge love for me. Is that's what truly attracted me to that type of kink and whatnot. And sexually through the in my hands. Um, I think for me, uh, I've explored a lot of things in the DS, you know, realm of things, everything from a different experience to full BDSM and, you know, very, very rough sexual play. And I've enjoyed all of them. And so I didn't, I would say the very beginning, it wasn't a sexual thing for me. It was mm-hmm. love of, oh, I really love this dynamic Mm-hmm. And then the sexual part of it came afterwards through, you know, as I say, you know, it's now six years of doing audios. <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating. I think that's so interesting, too, because I think people come into their kinks in so many different ways. Some people are exposed to certain things as children, and that just clicks for them. Some people experience something in their teenage years, their first sexual experiences, something they watch. I mean, it's just so varied, but... You know, most people, I feel like a lot of people can pinpoint something that was their trigger or something that, you know, kind of led them down the path to that kink. Yeah. You know what? I could probably go back and, you know, to maybe my, my first, you know, girlfriend, I would say, you know, talking about the voice kink. When I went on Twitter that day and found this voice that triggered something <laughs> outside me, I, I didn't realize what it was, but it was the voice of my one of my first girlfriends that really opened me up sexually. Sure. And it was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to me? You know, right. and I have I never knew that audio erotica or ASMR was a thing until right. I heard that voice on Twitter. And mm. something triggered inside me that was like, what is going on? <laughs> I, need I love it. For this, right? And then you just go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I totally understand that. Yeah. And that, you know, people, some people are definitely more auditory. Like they, they need to hear things or that's their trigger. That's their little 
click thing. And, but not everybody is that way. But yeah, like you said, you, it just hits you because you were exposed to it. It was just like this avalanche or, you know, revelation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know until you know. Right. <laughs> I, and I think that's the wonderful thing about exploring all this stuff is yeah. that you know until you know. You right. know, they always have those little means is that, you know, you watch some, you know, some sort of weird and wonderful kink or something like that. And your brain says, mm-hmm. oh, my God, but the other parts of you or have another <laughs> idea. <You know? laughs> exactly. <laughs> So did you, so when you first started, were you doing a lot of stuff on Literatica? Is that kind of where you were loading a bunch of your audios or what was your first foray into doing In My Hands? No, my first foray into In My Hands was on Literatica. I wrote, I think, four or five written stories. I posted Mm -hmm. there. The relationship I was in at the time said I was really good at sexting Mm. and I should... (laughs) you know, dive into more of that. So I wrote some stuff. And then as I say, I, you know, I met someone on Twitter who did the vocal thing. And so I tried that as well. And I figured, you know, listen, I used it as an expression of myself. If anyone listened or didn't, I didn't care. An outlet. I needed mm-hmm. to express myself. All these things, all these question marks I had within myself, I needed to, I needed to explore those. And what better way than to hit record on my phone and have a, a blog of right. all the fantasies that I have. Mm-hmm. And if I post them somewhere that someone else may or may not enjoy, all the better. Yes. And so, you know, I truly honestly did it for myself in the beginning. And I still do for it for myself in the beginning. And if anybody can relate out there uh, to anything that I do, then that is just, you know, icing on the cake. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think it's, I think for me too, I feel like in in many ways, it's kind of like I'm sharing my sexuality with the world. And some people that is like taboo, like you shouldn't do that. And other people absolutely adore it. Absolutely. And, and I think we're seeing a trend to the people who are more open, obviously, and then to, to it as well, as opposed to where, you know, my generation, where I came from, which is fantastic. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, uh, at the time of the life that, you know, this period that I was in, I, A, I had no creative outlet. I had, I had finished my music career and uh, I was just kind of writing. I had, I had stuff on my old Twitter that was called Love Letters and Lust Layers. Ah, and, nice. <laughs> and um, I think I had over 400 posts with those tags before I lost my mm. Twitter. Oh, and you lost it? Uh, yeah, I had like, I don't yeah. know, people following me and it was just a, yeah, once Elon Musk took over, there was no one else to there to, you know, and, you know, and it was just a disaster. So scratch yeah. from last year. So I usually actually say, how long have you been doing this? November of last year, because that's when <laughs> I start all over again with everything. So painful. These assholes don't know what they're doing when they just are messing with people's lives and they're just kind of just assholes. You know, here's the thing is that I find too, and I spoke with a good friend of mine on Twitter and whatnot, is that, you know, they're dissolving communities. Oh, yeah. I saw on Twitter before very close-knit communities, whether they were 15 or a group of 1,500, whether it was about architecture, sex, it didn't matter. You had these really close-knit communities. Yeah. 
all gone now. You're right. You're 100% right. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Whatever the algorithms they're using and, and, you know, direction that they're headed, they have destroyed the communities of social media. This is not benign. No, it's not. No, this is very intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's, It's unfortunate, but you know, for us creators, we have to, you know, evolve and change and, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and roll with those things because they're out of our control and we have to, you yeah. know, we have to abide by the rules that are presented to us in those realms. We do, unfortunately. So you'll have to, you know, if you are a creator, you have to be someone who's open to learning new things and trying new things. And I'm uh, I am constantly trying new things different things. And, you know, and I'm not averse to it. I, I kind of enjoy it. I'm like, well, let's try this today. Let's try that. I like it. Well, absolutely. Look at you. You do audios, you do books, <laughs> podcasts. I mean, you, you're you're into more stuff than I am. And I thought I was a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know? and I just started uh, my suitable for work audio career as well. And, oh, sure. and so that I'm starting on that direction as well. So, I mean, just like you, you know, you have all these different things going on at the time. And sometimes it's a monster that you have to feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, as I say, you know, a labor of love. So you have to give the give and take. So before we started the recording, we talked about how you are more of a someone who flies by the seat of your pants, which I very much am also. And I mean, I do write things and I do think plan things, but I also am very, very largely fly by the seat of my pants. Talk about that a little bit for us. I have recorded probably over 1500 audios in the last six years. Uh, I would say less than 1% of those, I've actually written something down. Yes. I simply have an image in my head that I want to start with. Mm-hmm. And I may think where I want it to go. And I just hit record. And yes. that's, it's one take. There's no, there's, I do very little editing. The only editing I do in my audio is, is maybe to make it clean it up because maybe yeah. I'm out in the woods or in my car or wherever the case may be, but it's a one hit wonder every single time because I want it to be authentic. I want it to be genuine and I want it to be me in the moment as I see it, as I image it, as I fantasize about it. And I know a lot of people do write their scripts and sit in front of a microphone like I'm doing now in their studio and whatnot. And that's Mm -hmm. great. And I, you know, there's a huge market for that and people love that and they love the sound quality of that. For me, I have to be in the setting. I have to be in the moment. I have to be in the headspace and I have to be in the place and to really feel the vibration of the fantasy that I have in my head. And I've recorded in some weird and wonderful places. (laughs) Recorded in the forest. I've recorded in my car. I've Mm. recorded at a gala once. (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy so you know all the ambient sounds that you hear on my recordings are simply from my iphone Mm, i phone because it's portable i am in that place so if you hear me that i'm recording in an in in a forest i'm in the forest if i'm in my car wow that's amazing i did one that i was in a in a in a a gymnasium i was in the gymnasium (laughs) I, I don't add any sounds to it because I want to to be as authentic as it possibly can. And I have to feel, again, I'm doing this for me. I have to feel like I'm in that setting. I have to mm-hmm. be immersed in that fantasy. 
And what better way to do it than put yourself in that scenario, in that setting, and be in that place? Absolutely. That's just so very authentic and amazing. And I do some of that myself, although I don't necessarily go to the places. But when I do it on my podcast, sometimes I have nothing planned at all. I may have like a couple of characters in mind. I may have a sexual act in mind. I may not. But I'll sit down and I'll just spin a tale right off the top of my head. I call it erotic improv. Yes. Just creating a story. It's a fantasy that I'm just living out loud. I'm just creating it as I'm saying it. As you're seeing it and you're evolving your mind. Yeah, and yeah. I think you might know where it was going. It might end up completely <laughs> different. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's I, amazing. Right? It, it makes it exciting for us, for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go because I don't know where my imagination is going to take me. Right. And that's so exhilarating. It you know heightens the experience. I kind of think of it as, and someone said this to me once about my writing, that it's kind of like you're creating from a stream of consciousness. Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would say when I'm recording, I don't necessarily black out because I am aware of my surroundings, but I'm right. so focused on the images in my mind and the scenario in my mind that yes. I am in my own space. Yes. I completely understand that because sometimes it's like, it's almost like once I'm done with it, it's like, it's almost like I wake up or I'm suddenly aware in a different way once my story is done. Actually experiencing it, living it, braingasm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Immersed in it. Yes. 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 That's That's exactly what I feel. (laughs) It's so fun to talk to somebody else who does that because I don't talk to many people that actually do that. No, I mean, again, you know, as as selfish as it seems, I'm doing it for myself first. And again, <laughs> if anybody else likes it, great. But right. you know, this is the I just love doing that. And so if if I'm doing something, if you're doing anything, you have to enjoy yourself first. Oh yeah, you do. That's <laughs> what gives me, you know, the satisfaction. Absolutely. <laughs> so, do you get a lot of feedback from fans that say? I like this. I like that. And then do you cater? Do you ever cater towards them or do you still kind of focus on what your thought is for the day or your plan or your just idea? Well, you know, I think as any creator will, will tell you, you know, and especially after, you know, producing, you know, 1500 plus audios, what do I do next? Right. Like sometimes, you know, the, the imaginary pool is dry and you're like, I, (laughs) you know, I can't even think about anything anymore. I've done it, done it all. Somebody need them help. And so absolutely. I will reach out to, to listeners and, you know, on my Patreon or OnlyFans account and say, Hey, do you have any old favorites from the past that you want to hear? And from that, I'll gather what you know, the general consensus of what, you know, my listeners want to hear more of. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will probably do a series of those over the course of a month or two months. And then, you know, I, I'm a Gemini. I'll be honest, you know, I like I like change. I like diversity. I like variety. Mm-hmm. So I can never stick to one thing for any length of time. And I have to change <laughs> it because I, I need to be, you know, satisfied and, and happy as well. So you know, if I do a, a string of BDSM, you know, type of rougher, you know, whips and chains type audios, you know, I won't do them for long because, you know, I want to do the cuddly BF, you know, boyfriend experience audios. Right. 
feel that too, you know, and I want to feel the scenario of just going on a hike and fucking in the woods, you know, I, right. <laughs> I want to have all the experiences. So I, love it. Um, I think that has been also a, a deterrent to, to the stuff I do, because I don't think people know what to expect from me. Mm. If you listen to some audio creators, it's pretty much cookie cutter. They you know? niche, yeah, they niche down. They yeah. niche down. And so when you click on their audio, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know exactly mm -hmm. the format it's going to happen. The scenario might change, but it's going to be identical to the last 50 that they did. Right. And for me, I have to make it interesting for myself or I'll just shoot myself. Again, yeah. for me first, <laughs> for everybody else later. So, you know, it has to be new and wonderful for me too. And that's why, you know, I like you take on all these new projects and experiences mm -hmm. because. We, oh, yeah. And I just feel like my sexuality isn't narrow. So I couldn't just write about, I couldn't niche down. I couldn't do it either. I just, it's not in me to niche down. I, I have to be diverse and create different things and some things will be more popular than others. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, totally fine. Ooh, that's, that's fine. I, you know, whenever somebody says, you know, I get a comment says this, this really didn't hit the mark for me. It didn't do that. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for listening and giving it a chance. Mm -hmm. yeah. That That's the best thing because at least you gave it a chance. Not for you. Hey, I listen to it. I view a lot of things that aren't my cup of tea right. and, and that's okay. At least I gave it a chance, you know, and maybe the next one will be for you because it's always changing. And I think this is where some people get so damaged when they're first starting out and they get something negative like that and they just shut down and like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. That is one person's opinion. You cannot let that stop you. Oh, you know, I always tell people who want to get into any sort of, you know, adult, you know, content creation is that A, you have to thick skin, B, yes. you have to be doing it for yourself and others. Mm. And, you know, that's the way it has to go is that you, if you are enjoying what you're doing, then who fucking cares who likes it or doesn't? Right, exactly. It matter, you know, yeah. and that's how I entered into this space is that it was a place for me. And if other people enjoyed it, all the better. And, you know, it's just like anything. I mean, there could be the most popular thing in the world. There's still going to be somebody who doesn't like it. So what we need to do is not put so much stock in what one person thinks. Like you said, do it for ourselves or do it for that person that enjoys what you're doing and not shut down. Because I've seen even interviewed some people that they get a bad review and they're just they're just like they're lost. Oh, no, it's listen, you know, the, the message sent isn't always how it's received and you mm -hmm. can't control how it's received. So if you had that exact same audio sent to that person on the Saturday when they were in kind of a really kinky mood, wanted something kind of just different and weird <laughs> and it right. hit all the right buttons on a Saturday. But on the Tuesday when they had a bad Monday and they're actually just recovering from the Monday into the Tuesday and you hit them with the audio, they're like, fuck this shit. This is horrible. True. <clears throat> so you can't control someone's mood and how it's received. All you can do is send the message. And that's, that's all you can do is him hey, sending the message out, how it's received on the day it's received, the way that you're feeling of when you receive the message is all up to you. I have no control over that. So, you know, if it's something that didn't hit the mark today, maybe listen to it next month and it'll hit the mark again. That's true. That's so true. Because 
you know, having a bad day can totally color everything. hundred percent. You know, we're, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. And I, and yeah. therefore you can't take offense to that because it's right. the way someone has perceived that in the moment, in the, the emotional state that they're in at the moment. So it's totally fine. You know, you have to give people, you know, that, you know, that, you know, mulligan that pass you know <laughs> right you can't do it personally again you, you did can't. It you know you didn't do it for somebody else right you, you so don't take it personally it's nothing against you it's against them they just weren't feeling it great thank you for giving it a shot yeah. you know maybe the next one will hit well good luck to you you know exactly exactly so in, in all of the different audios, we've done some audiobooks together, and some of them obviously fit more your personality and your sexuality more than others. Is it awkward for you to play a role that goes against that? Or do you just feel you're playing a role, you're acting it out? There has been nothing I have done so far that, and I can't really perceive anything in the future that I would not be able to get into. To be quite honest, the only thing that I, here's the thing, is I won't be able to, I can't do a scenario if I have no reference point. Mm. So I have, I have a lot of male listeners who listen to me. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, and I've been asked on many occasions to do, you know, some sort of homosexual interaction, gay interaction, whatnot. And I'm like, man, I would love to explore that. I have no idea how the mechanics work. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I just don't know. I've never been in that situation before. I've never had that interaction before. So for me, right. audio that I've never had any sort of reference to would be a disservice. Right. I, I I would just feel like I'm failing right out of the gate because mm. I've never done that before. So sure. I don't know how it's supposed to feel, interact. I have no I have Zero, you right. know, zero, you know, place to start. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that for you, but I just, I just, I can't because right. it wouldn't be genuine. It wouldn't yeah. be, be authentic. It wouldn't be from me. So that's where I, I just draw the line. If it's something that I can't, I don't have reference to. Mm-hmm. Now, there obviously there's fantasy and reality, but that's a very realistic, you know, situation, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. you know, between two people. And I want right. to make true if it's a fantasy of you know you know demon spawn or pirates or whatever <laughs> it may be sure i can play that part no problem i have sure, a whole yeah. series that i do that i play the part of a wolf mm-hmm. and i think that's a different thing than actually making it authentic and genuine in a you know person-to-person intimate situation that's true that's the difference between you know realistic scenarios and, and fantasy or sci-fi yeah yes. yeah None of us have been in that scenario because it doesn't exist, you know, in in our brains it exists, but it doesn't exist in reality. Yeah. And you can make it whatever you want it to be. But, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously if it's something that has, you know, reference to reality, you want to make it authentic and genuine. And sometimes I just don't have a reference point to do that. Another point of that was someone asked me to do a a cuck video. Oh, sure. And I did a lot of research. I went on forums and I listened to group chats of like 65 people talking about it. And what an amazing community of people that are, you know, into that kink and the whole sure. diversity of it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I got 
you know, information from the bulls, from the sub, from the hot wife. And I collected it all. And I'm like, there's just so much here. I just have no reference point. And as much mm. as I know, and I've collected all the information and educated myself, I still would not have a personal reference point to do an audio in this, in this. Mm-hmm. So I, sure. I had to say no. I can understand that. I mean, you know, you can act something out, but yeah, if you don't feel like you're doing it in a genuine way, you just feel like you're putting something out there that is not, not good, not realistic, not, you know, not a real picture. It's not me. Mm, right. Yeah. Not you. Exactly. Not you. So if it's not me, things, yeah. <laughs> Then you don't get it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I could totally understand that. So what do you find is the sexiest part of being a daddy dom? Wow. That's a really, man, you have really good questions. (laughs) What is the sexiest part of being a daddy dom? I think I love, you know, this is the ego part of me talking is I love having someone look up to me. Oh, sure. You know, for that guidance, for that support, for that praise, you know, just the, the look in their eye, eyes there, you know, when they're in trouble, they turn, who do they turn to? They turn to mm-hmm. me. I want right. to be the answer guy. I want to be the solver of all questions. You know, mm-hmm. I, your support, your pillar, you know, that's super sexy for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can't explain why, but I love being that role. Mm. Very, very interesting. You like being, yes, yeah, someone looking up to you, how just turning to you, right? Yeah, because mm. in reciprocation, again, within the, you know, Dom sub, you know, dynamic is they are going to give themselves to you fully, right. completely, right? So, that, you know, makes my heart swell. You know, someone who is who is willingly giving everything to me uh, because I give them so much support and nurture and guidance and whatever. Just that's that's the dynamic. That's the thing. That's the mm. secret sauce. You know, <laughs> for me it is anyway. So do you tend to create audios that are more like an exclusive relationship or do you ever venture into like swinging areas? Um, I think I would say most of my audios have been one-on-one scenarios. And I think that's the dynamic that I've gotten into, the kind of niche that I'll say niche that I've gotten into. It's it's a one-on-one interaction that Mm -hmm. listener can put in their earbuds and feel like it's just me and them. Mm -hmm. that's all. I have done a few, you know, threesome type scenarios okay. or been in a a group type of scenario in a, uh, you know, a swingers club or whatever, but the interaction is still me and you. Right. There's no, there's no third party. I am talking to you. You and I are in an interaction. And obviously if I was, you know, having sex with anyone, it would be me talking to them. It would be in me. Right acting with them. And so there's a difference between that one-on-one personal interaction and doing a narrative. So doing right. a narrative, you're tell, telling a story of what happened from an observer, from, from a third party observing. So right. even me, I'm observing what this interaction is. That's the, you know, the narrative part. And the personal one-on-one part is me 
talking to you like you're here, interacting with you like you're in front of me. Right. And I think I would say 99.999% of the audios I do are that personal interaction. That makes sense. And it, it is different. Like, for instance, when we're doing an audio book, we're telling a story. And that's different than what you're talking about, where you're, you know, creating a, an environment, a situation one on one. Yeah. And, and you know, and both are valid. Yeah. Both. Oh, yeah. I've listened to both. They're, they're both great and they both have their place. That's mm -hmm. just what I've kind of, you know, that's what resonates with me. And that's what I like to do the most. Absolutely. And I don't write very well. <laughs> <laughs> you create just straight from your brain. <laughs> from my brain. That's where it comes from. I love that. And I love that. It's, what I think is amazing, too, is for me, I feel this as well. To get to a space in my own life, in my own personality, and my own sexuality, where I can actually do that and share it with a large volume of people and be okay with that and actually enjoy it, like you say. That yeah. is like glorious. Yeah. And and again, you know, my mindset going into recording any audio is just, it's just me and you. Yeah. There aren't mm -hmm. there aren't thousands of people listening. There aren't right. people, whatever. It's just me and you. Mm -hmm. That's how I go into it. And that's how I come out of it. It's just just been a one in a one interaction. And you know, if other people want to want to be exhibitionists and listen in, that's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and it's been a been a blast. You know, uh, you know, before I took down, you know, pretty much ninety percent of my public audios, you know, across my platforms, I was at something ridiculous, like like fifteen million. Oh my gosh. Well, why did you take them down though? Why did you, why did you have to? Well, decided to trade in likes for for uh, for a monetary value. Like, oh, gotcha. Okay. I literally had probably three hundred free audios out there. I and see. I was, Got you know it. what? I've done this for like six years now. Mm -hmm. No, and I took everything down. I left I left some stuff up for reference and whatnot. But I, I just put yeah. It all, I said, listen, I'm putting my entire archive. You know, over fifteen hundred audios on my Patreon. I nice. For the price of a coffee every month. Yeah. Fifteen hundred audios. Right. That's all I'm asking. I'm not. That is a lot. I put my heart and soul into this. I put my very being into this. You know, right. and I just want it to be appreciated in some way. That's all. Yeah. No, and there's, you know, there that is very valid. There is no reason you shouldn't be making money. I mean, this is. I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's a giant amount of time. And that is a way for people to show their appreciation for what you do. Yeah. And I, and as I say, you know, I, I like to spread the wealth. So I don't ask, you know, I'm not asking for a million dollars. It's like, hey, you know, right. every month, you know, you have access to all of your favorite audios that I've ever done in my entire life. And, right. you know, thank you. <laughs> I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I think that is valid and that is something that should be done. I mean, you know, it's great to have stuff out there, like you said, that is still free to, you know, help people be exposed to you and maybe seek out more. But yeah, I don't blame you at all. I think that's what you should be doing. Yeah, I think, you know, I think people should be compensated for the time and effort they put into something. I never, yeah. felt, I'll be honest, for a long time because, again, I was for me. But, you know, over time, I realized how much, you know, of my personal time has gone into this and, and how much it's going to continue to be put into this. And I was like, you know, I just need some compensation, you know, to maybe buy a new microphone, maybe yeah. buy a 
buy a new iPhone. <laughs> you know, yes. I had three. Maybe I should upgrade. A hundred percent, you should. And you're that I'm not asking to you know to get rich or do this on a full time basis. I'm just asking for some small things I can you know maybe can. So I just all you want to do is continue doing it, and if you can have right. to continue doing something that you love. That's fantastic. I think that's the best you can ask for. It is. And, you know, it's great to hear what people think, but it is also important to be, you know, you are spending time and you are creating stuff and it is worth more. You should be compensated. I think that is total valid thing to do. And I, I, I'm glad you did. (laughs) Again, I I look at this, you know, I came from the music world as a musician, right? Yeah. For music. Well, you know, you should pay for the other creative things that happen in your life as well. Yes. Yes, exactly. You're creating entertainment for people and enjoyment and pleasure. You create joy, show your appreciation for that. That's all I'm at. That's that's all it should be. And I do that on a daily basis. You know, I buy all Mm -hmm. local stuff from the local vendors, I support other content creators, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that I consume. I, and, uh, I think that's super important to, 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 to support people that you love. Absolutely. hundred percent. So tell me all the things that we've narrated together. Have you had a favorite story so far that you've enjoyed narrating the part of? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've done a few characters and I'll be honest. I said, I loved every single one of them. There wasn't anything that I didn't like. And as I say, I'm open book and I'm wide open to everything. So I have, I've truly loved all the scenarios that we've done together. And, (laughs) and I know you have a few more, you know, coming up and I'm looking forward to doing those as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I enjoy it so much. It is a lot of work to put multiple voices together in an audio book, but it's so, it's so much fun and it's so valuable. And I think it creates such a great entertainment stream for someone to listen to. Yeah. Be honest. It was difficult. I mean, you know, how to come up with six different, six different male voices. I was struggling a little bit here and there. I always had to go back to a reference point if I missed a line, because I was like, I don't have no idea what Brian sounds like anymore. So I think it's absolutely fun. I love it. I love, I love playing different parts. You know, I love, mm-hmm. acting. I love, you know, you know, the whole performance, you know, area I came from, I love doing that stuff. So, oh yeah, me too. Labor of love. I love doing it. Absolutely. So what kind of music did you do? Well, I started off as, you know, rock and roll band, mm-hmm. you know, in the, oh, I'm not going to date myself, but, you know, <laughs> you know, university and, and college and, you know, the, the early nineties, uh, I was in a rock band. And once I got my university degree, I uh, threw it in the garbage and mm-hmm. uh, toured with my band for five years, you know, we crisscrossed oh, wow. criss- Canada and, uh, did that, you know, whole rock and roll thing for about five years. I was in a couple bands that had, you know, a video on, you know, the Canadian version of MTV, which is much music. We did a few, uh, at the time they were cassettes because CDs were just coming out. It was too expensive to put out a CD. So you still had to, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of that for, as I say, five years before I kind of went into the tech side of things, management side of entertainment. And I was entered in it. I was in the entertainment business for about 35 years. 
Oh, and wow. through that, mm-hmm. I was in all aspects as a performer. I had a solo country career. Mm. I was of um, touring bands, but I was everything else behind the scenes as well from, you know, oh, wow. audio engineer to a tour manager to everything else. So did it all in that business. And it was a great experience and I shall never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to new things, right? <laughs> Much better things. It's interesting, though, that it's all audio. Like, you know, even though you're performing in front of people, it's still largely audio when you're doing music. Yeah, it's still a creative process. You know, it's expressing mm-hmm. a, an emotion or multiple emotions within a, you know, three minute, four minute span is how do I get this thing that I want to express across not only in lyrics, but in the mood of the music and instruments that are going to be used within the song. Right. And I think that is a huge thing. And I one of the things that I really wanted to do with my audio is incorporate music because it, it, mm. it elevates everything. It and does. It takes everything to a whole different level. You know, you oh, watch totally. a movie without mm. music, you're, you're lost. You know, mm. what, you know you, if you add music to anything, you just expand the whole realm of emotional, you know, tingles that you can feel. So I think one of the next projects that I'm going to do is that I'm going to try to do as many audios by incorporating some music into it just to create that, that yumminess, you know, that whole oh, yeah. tingle that you just like, oh my God, something immersive is happening and I don't <laughs> know what, but I love it. I think that's so true. But you also have to worry about the rights of having the rights of the music. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you have to buy the rights, right? Don't you? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'll be uh, with the Daddy Dom podcast. I went on, uh, there's a ton of free copyright music. Oh, okay. Sure. You know, that, that is, that is free to, to do. Yeah. Okay. And so the intro and the outro of the uh, daddy dom podcast was one of those free things and all they were asked is that you use them in the credits and i use them oh, in the mm-hmm. um, and so i think i'm going to go down that path and just find a whole bunch of nice really you know cool sensual music that i can incorporate into my audios that just create the vibe that i'm looking for you know yeah i think it's a great idea i never really thought about that but I always think about that with uh, images, but you're right. There is music, free use music out there as well. There's a lot of it. I've actually gone down that rabbit hole and just could not believe the amount of content that's available. Mm. You do have to do a lot of searching. You do have to do a lot of like, you know, your reconnaissance work, I'll say. Mm. Sure. But, you know, you'll hit that one. It's like, that's the one. That's the mm. one. <laughs> and I was really lucky with the Daddy Dom podcast is that, it was the very first piece of music that I pulled up. I oh, said, nice. that's it. That's the one. <laughs> I must have that. And, I love that feeling. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I would have paid for it if I had to because it was just. Sure. Very awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you like to personally do. Because I think when I contacted you at one point, you were in the wilderness. Are you someone who enjoys going out into the wilderness? Yeah, you know, I grew up being a, you know, a, a Boy Scout. My, mm-hmm. my parents were avid adventurers. And so from a very young age, I was, you know, I, I have a picture of myself, I think at three or four years old, going down some whitewater rapids in the middle of a canoe with my parents. <laughs> Fun. So, 
I was I was born into it. So the outdoors is my it's my place. It's my sanctuary. It's mm. uh, where I find my peace. You know, I've been an avid climber. Um, oh wow! Cross country skier. All the, I love outdoor sports. Whether it's in the summertime, I do uh, paddleboarding, kayaking. And winters, I do you know skiing, all sorts of stuff. I just love being outside. If I could live outside, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my jam for sure. And and it's always been whether I was a musician or creating that way or doing this, you know, where I found my you know my 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 peace was mm. in the woods and it continues to this day. That is very awesome. This has been so amazing. I just think we had the most amazing conversation and I could keep talking to you, but I think people will be like, oh my gosh, this is a really long, I can't listen. <laughs> we don't it's, want it to be. <laughs> you just got to roll and you feel like you can talk for hours, but you have to realize that, oh, people are bored now. <laughs> I know. I always think about that. I'm like, conversation we need to talk for another hour but then i think people look at it and they think oh my gosh i can't listen that long like i never want to turn anyone off to like thinking oh my gosh that's too long i can't handle that (laughs) it's so true you might have to split it into two (laughs) (laughs) well is there anything that we haven't talked about or you wanted to mention or advice or just something that you didn't get to say that you wanted to say i kind of don't want to say advice on my daddy Don podcast because I'm not giving advice. I'm giving my perspective and it's, and it's definitely one-sided. It's just me. If people can relate to it, fantastic. If you don't, you can take tidbits here and there. I think with everything you consume, we can take tidbits of information out of the grand scheme of things. And that's what I hope with the daddy Don podcast is you can find something that's relatable. And I hope a lot of people listen and send their feedback I love getting feedback. I love talking to people. The more, the better. Please send me all your comments. Please say hi. I just, I love talking to people. So do I. <laughs> That's why I love doing this podcast. I just talk to all these amazing people like you. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been just outstanding. And But people need to check out our books, right? So what do we have? We have the Lacey Cross books, which is the series Itty Bitty Vixen, which the first one's out sharing his adventurous wife, first time wife share. And the second one is sharing his gift twice used by two men. And I believe we have three more coming out, right? Isn't there five total? There's five total. They're ecstatic. They're amazing. I encourage everyone to take a listen to them. They're fantastic. They really are. They really are. And then we did Decadent Erotica together, which we did several stories within that that I wrote. And then you're going to be working on Neighborhood Sex Secrets. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) That book, some people are too too extreme for them. And they're just like, whoa, like I just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but again, I love to do all different things. And that was just really fun. <laughs> deeper. <laughs> so much fun. So many good things that we've done. And I'm excited to do more. Absolutely, Ruan. You're amazing. I just love talking to you that we should have to we really have to do this more often. We do. We let let's do it again. Totally would love to chat again. I feel like I could keep talking to you now. Like it doesn't feel like we should stop, but I look at the clock and I'm like, okay, I guess we should stop. <laughs> I what you mean. Well, I'll have you on my podcast and we'll talk everything. Yes, yes. absolutely. I love, I love the whole daddy dom kink. I think it's very sexy and it's just, 
is a fantastic thing. The whole power exchange and the trust and it's amazing. Well, then now that you have my perspective, I, I will have you on to get your perspective. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And again, oh, you should say where people can find you. People can find me on Daddy Dom Podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. And all of my audios can be found on Patreon backslash in my hands audio or, uh, you know, Twitter and, and, and Instagram is where I hang out a lot is in my hands VA on Twitter and in my hands audio on Instagram. So come and say hi. Very awesome. Well, thank you so much. You have an amazing evening. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to that. Do not forget to check him out in myhandsaudio.net and the Daddy Dom podcast, which you can find on all the podcast apps. So check it out and check out our books. I'll put the links on the podcast show notes of the books we've done together so you can check them out and oh, have an amazing New Year's. This is right before, this is airing right before New Year's on 2023. So happy New Year. And when I come back, it'll be 2024. The next time you hear from me, it'll be 2024. So Happy New Year. Have an amazing new year. And I'm so excited where this podcast will go this year. So many different ways and places it can go. I'm so excited about all my guests and my erotica I have planned. So, and hey, don't forget to come today, baby. Make sure you use those organs. Take advantage of those amazing, lovely, hormone-releasing nerve endings in your genitals. Make sure you take advantage of your body to help you feel good, feel better, heal, have stress relief, sleep aids, just to feel fucking amazing. Make sure you come today. Use your body, baby. You were given it. You are given these organs for a reason, to enjoy our bodies, enjoy connection with ourselves and with others. Definitely intimacy invoking to Experience pleasure and climax with a partner and with yourself. Hey, you can find so much pleasure even by yourself. Okay, make sure you come today, baby. I love you. Have an amazing Friday. Bye-bye now. Sharing his adventurous wife. First time wife share. Itty Bitty Vixen. Written by Lacey Cross. Narrated by Ruin Willow and In My Hands Audio. Chapter 1 the sound of kids running around and laughing wakes me up. I blink at the harsh light filtering through the air vent on the roof of our tent. It's already stifling in here, and the day has barely begun. I'm so not the camping type, and this isn't my preferred way to wake up. Give me a big, soft bed and a fancy hotel with a spa to pamper me, please. Why did I come on this trip again? I smirk when my pussy buzzes. Oh, yeah, my wonderful husband claims he has plans, and this will be fun. Miss Kitty believes him, so it better be worth it. Recently, I found a bunch of slutty hot wife porn in my husband's browser history, and he admitted he gets off on the idea of me fucking other guys. Even though Lucas is worth never having another guy's cock inside me, I have wrestled with the idea of monogamy. I'd never cheat on him, but before we said, I do, I gave deep thought to our marriage vows. I didn't think I'd ever meet someone who could rein in my slutty side or be able to satisfy my high sex drive, 
but I found the perfect guy for me. My marriage is pretty awesome. And finding out my husband was masturbating while imagining me with other guys, that was fucking hot. After he admitted to his filthy desires, we banged like rabbits on every surface in the house for days while I kept a running fantasy in my head. I kept thinking, I was fucking different guys while Lucas watched. Yeah, that was a wonderful week. Eventually, we had a heart-to-heart chat about what he really wanted. He asked if I would consider being a hot wife. Ms. Kitty started fluttering and tingling, like she was getting ready to train for a marathon of cocks. But my brain was more cautious than my slutty pussy. I told Lucas I'd consider it, but I wanted to take it slow. Which, I guess is why we're here. He's got something planned, but I don't know about this. I don't need to be a hot wife. What if it ruins our marriage? Sure, the idea sounds amazing, but how good can it really be? It's not like Lucas sucks in bed. I'm incredibly satisfied. He knows exactly what I like, and there's none of that awkward first date sex bullshit. Where is Lucas, anyway? I sit up and stretch. My sleeping bag falls, exposing my naked breasts to the warm air. There is one positive about camping. It puts Lucas in a kinky mood. We zipped our sleeping bags together last night, and he fucked me so thoroughly. He had to put his hand over my mouth to muffle my screams. I woke up wet, and thinking about how hard I came makes me want to find Lucas and ride him before I shower. We'll get nice and dirty before we get clean. The sound of the zipper on the tent flap breaks through my slutty daydream, and I pull the edge of the sleeping bag up over to cover my breasts out of caution. When the door opens, the familiar side of my hubby makes me let go of the edge of the bedding so he can get an eyeful. I only have to flash my boobs at him, and he's potty in my hands. Hey, wait. His hair is wet, and he's carrying a towel. Well, shit. There goes my plan. He's already showered. He blows me a kiss. Good morning, baby. I think it's safe for you to hit the showers now. Most of the kids and parents left. I only saw a bunch of guys. His words and a lusty twinkle in his eyes perks Ms. Kitty up. Um, he's not thinking I'm going to do anything with another guy, is he? I keep my voice light and teasing. Since there are separate bathrooms for the men and the women, I doubt I'll be showering with a bunch of guys. Hmm. I don't hate the idea. Oh, those soapy hands running up and down my body, making sure they get every crack and cranny clean. Okay, focus, Jessica. Your life isn't one of the reverse harem books you write. My stomach hardens at the thought of the latest story I'm writing. I try to push aside my concern. I've got a half-edited draft waiting for me at home, but Lucas and I need this break. My book and my readers will have to be patient. It's actually amazing to me. People wait for my books. A couple of years ago, I got brave and sharing his gift twice. Used by two men. Itty Bitty Vixen. Written by Lacey Cross. Narrated by Ruin Willow and In My Hands Audio. Chapter 1. 
After submitting my latest reverse harem vampire manuscript, I needed a break. At least a week of relaxation with no deadlines, no nagging editors, nothing that wasn't about me. My initial plan was to treat myself to my favorite wellness spa for a start, but it was fully booked for Valentine's Day. Figures. Instead, I've been nude sunbathing in my backyard. The warmth on my skin is a balm to my senses, and I feel my creative energy recharging. I'm content and drowsy as Lucas returns from work, striding onto the deck. The grogginess fades as my pulse quickens with anticipation. Yay, he's home. His voice rings out clearly. Hi, baby. You're a sexy sight to come home to. I squint against the bright sun and stare at him, feeling my cheeks flush as his words linger in the air. Ms. Kitty buzzes from his appreciative smile. Yes, yes, I know, it may be silly, but I call my shaved pussy Ms. Kitty. She's been responsible for enough of my wildest misadventures. I figure she's earned her own name. Of course, it comes in handy to blame her when we're late to something because I seduced Lucas into bed. No, it's not my fault. It was Miss Kitty, I swear. Our acquaintances think we have a demanding cat. Our close friends? They just smile. Lucas is dressed in his typical work clothes, slacks and a button-down dress shirt. He undoes the cuffs of his sleeves. My stomach gives a soft growl from hunger, reminding me I forgot lunch. We always end up in bed on Valentine's Day, whether early or late. But... I need food before he fucks me. I question him. Did you bring dinner home with you? He stops in his tracks, surprised. Uh, no. I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh, this man. Am I right? I mean, a smart husband would have thought about bringing home food on Valentine's Day. But we've been busy and time creeped up on us. I didn't even know it was Valentine's until this morning when I saw the date on my phone. The days blur together when you work from home. A small part of me is hurt that he's treating this like any normal day. Just because I forgot doesn't mean it's okay for him to forget as well. But I'm determined to not spoil the night. I want my Valentine's Day sex, damn it. Oh, I didn't say anything. I roll onto my side and prop myself up on an elbow. I want to drive him crazy, so without taking my eyes from his, I run my fingertips along the curves of my hip and stomach, lightly grazing the skin with soft swirls. My fingertips linger on my hip, and I give him my best sultry voice. You are supposed to read my mind. Sharing his eager hot wife used for the night. Itty Bitty Vixen, written by Lacey Cross. Narrated by Ruin Willow and In My Hands Audio. Chapter 1. Husband chooses a massive guy to fuck his needy hot wife. What do you think about this one? My husband, Lucas, is sitting at the other end of the couch, and he tips his phone at me. On the screen is a smoking hot shirtless guy wearing a cowboy hat, and I fight the urge to lick my lips. Lucas has been searching on an app for casual hookups for the past 15 minutes, trying to select the perfect guy for me to fuck tonight. Since he keeps tempting me with pictures of sexy men 
and telling me what I could do with them, I'm a turned-on wet mess. Thinking about the guy in the picture, I immediately imagine running my hands over his chest and kissing down his abs. Moisture leaks from my pussy at the thought, yeah, my panties are going to be shot after this. I like to play a game where I pretend I'm not impressed with the guy, so I keep my tone neutral. Uh, a cowboy? Nah, not interested. I'm pretty sure Lucas knows the game because the more indifferent I sound, the more he tries to tempt me. I nonchalantly pluck cat hair off my yoga pants and struggle to hold back a smile when he gives his reasoning. But Jessica, you could ride your own cowboy. He glances at me and wiggles his eyebrows in a stupid but lovable way. And we both know how much you like being on top. I blow him a kiss. Yes, but I rode you last night. I want something different. Hmm. He goes back to searching on the app, and I consider sliding a hand down my pants to stroke my clit. It's so fucking hot when he chooses the guy he wants me to fuck. The longer it takes, the more turned on I'm getting. When my pussy clenches and buzzes with need, I decide to go for it. I need to release some of this tension, and Miss Kitty needs a finger inside her at the very least. Only the tips of my fingers are under the elastic waistband of my pants when he exclaims, Found him. I lean towards him, trying to peek at his phone. Oh? He draws his phone away from my inquisitive eyes. Oh, yes. You will see tonight. Oh, fuck. He's not going to show me? A wave of lust washes over me, and my entire body tingles. It's going to be a long wait until tonight. When the doorbell rings, I'm sitting on the edge of the king-size bed in our spare room, wearing sheer, ruffled baby doll lingerie that shows everything. It's light pink with black polka dots and molds around my breasts. My dusty pink nipples stand out through the fabric, and the matching panties don't hide the fact that I'm fully waxed below. The full-length mirror on the wall across from the bed validates that I look as sexy as I feel. My blonde, wavy hair is in a braid, and I toy with the end while I wait eagerly. Lucas and I came up with several rules for our playtimes. He invites the men over to our house so that he can meet them first— and assess whether he's going to allow them to fuck me. Our home office is one room over, and he waits in there listening while I get fucked. This way, he's close if something goes wrong, and I'm secure knowing he's watching out for me, even if he's not in the room. But honestly, we've yet to meet a bad guy. I'm a firm believer that most people in the world are decent, and these guys just want to fuck a hot wife. They're looking for sexual release. Ready?
ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning you get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.